Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. Welcome to this episode of a special episode yes. of Politics and Brown uh, Liquor. Politics and Brown Liquor, because, yes. Uh, we are live. We are live from, from a Fourth of July uh-huh. pro Republican. I don't know if you would call it rally, but uh, outreach outreach event. Uh, yeah. Well, so what we have going on is we got several uh, local candidates mm-hmm. here. We've yeah. got people we got filling food, in. We got food. We got drinks. Uh-huh. We got. Um, representatives from Congressman uh, Lattermilk's and office. Oh, on the street, as people go by, we've had a couple of protesters, or at least people yelling at well, the Trump signs, know. I think it was. And yeah. did you see somebody take a Trump sign? Yes, actually, they took two. <laughs> yep, they angrily lift, ripped it out of the ground. Yeah, so what we're going to do today on this broadcast is we're... Uh, going to interview some people. Yeah, and see talk what they to, have to say. Trump supporters, uh-huh. going to talk some Loudermilk supporters, yes. Karen Handel supporters. Exactly. Uh, look, Trina Griffith supporters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and we might even talk to some people from the RNC. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, we, uh, we have Jason Shepard here today from um, the RNC, and I'm, I myself am a Cobb Young Republicans board member. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we have a bunch of people. So, it's going to be a lot of fun time, or a mm-hmm. fun time, here at the uh, Republican event to help gin up some support for our GOP candidates here, not only in the state of Georgia, but also... Nationwide. Nationwide Trump as well. Trump 2020. 2020. We have beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It is. It's an absolute day. So we're here again at the Republican um, headquarters. Headquarters for what chapter? The Cobb Republican Party. Okay, Cobb Republican Party headquarters. And we have a guest. Deanna Harris. Deanna Harris. It's a pleasure to meet you. I just met Deanna Harris first. Dr. C, you know Deanna Harris, I do, I do. We serve on the CYR board together. Awesome, awesome. So, Deanna, tell us, tell me what you do. What do you do? I'm a government affairs Uh consultant, Mm -hmm. and I work with Southern Capital Strategy, so we lobby issues. So I work on behalf of education, so public education. Uh, small business and regulated industries. God, so what, and you say lobbyists, you know, obviously connotations, people think all different kind of things I of know. lobbyists, right? <laughs> Give me a thumbnail. What does that mean, you lobby? What so it's about advocating uh-huh. for good policy. Gotcha. Um, that's the most important part of my job. Gotcha. So uh, recently, just this past session, which was the longest session yeah, of Georgia's yeah. history, uh, I, my organization, we worked hard to pass a bill for a teachers association. Uh-huh. Um, teachers currently get evaluations every year, like most professions do. Gotcha. Uh, but they didn't have a due process for their evaluations. Yeah. So we helped mm-hmm. change the legislation to put a due process in place to support teachers and, awesome. and that's what they need awesome. you know how long okay. have you been in the lobbying business four years now four years wow. Ah, yeah. wow so I gotta ask how do you become a lobbyist it's about who you know I guess it's about who you know my my graduate program yeah. uh, was in public communication yeah. so I've uh, been a journalist and I've always kind of been interested in, in policy and politics. 
Um, I'm also a member of the Conservative Policy Leadership uh, Institute. Okay. So we also learn a lot about policy there and, and things that we can do to advocate for conservative policy. Yeah. Uh, and that goes from the federal level down to the municipal level. Gotcha. Now, judging by the smile on your face, you seem to love it. Yes, yeah, I yeah, do. That's awesome. I do. It's hard work, but somebody <laughs> got to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So what, do you, what would you say is like one of the biggest, most important issues, I mean, outside of education, so just in general, for the conservative conservative-leaning platform or conservative base that you... For me, I think that if we get back to our core values mm -hmm. of, of minimizing government, like uh -huh. really what President yeah. Trump is doing yeah. with cutting Agreed. the red tape, right. minimizing the government Drain control the of draining the swamp, <laughs> yeah. right? And nobody likes it. No, you know what I mean. Shaking you, up the system. He's shaking yeah. it up, yeah. and you yeah. can tell that he's shaking yeah. it up. You so know? speaking of the swamp, so and the fact that a lot of what you do is in relation to education. Yeah. How do you feel about teachers unions? Ooh. I think. That, is that a dangerous question? That is a I mean, potentially dangerous, question. but you know what? I represent I mean, a union. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Dr. C. <laughs> Dr. C, why are you doing me like that? Well, you know. So, okay, so, so here, how you feel? This, is how you, this is how you tell the truth plus keep your job. Okay, all right. I think that some teacher associations yeah. are strong and they show good support yeah. and they, they give good support for teachers that they need. Because sometimes yeah. in a certain profession, especially how it's so government control, they'll yeah. pull the rug right up from under you. Yeah. Um, and then there's some that aren't that good. You know, they try to use their bargaining power yep. to mm -hmm. make things happen. And then, and that's just not, that's not the way yeah. we want to do. But we don't do that here in Georgia. Well, so we don't have unions that operate with bargaining power here. Good. But, actually really good. Yeah. 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 But protecting yeah. people is important. So the most recent ruling from the Supreme Court regarding um, Religious education. religious education and all that. How does that affect you? You know, I don't, I, I don't feel any type of way about Good. it. I, I think that yeah. it's okay. I think we do need to bring back uh, that form of education. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. something wrong. Because things just aren't going the right way. <laughs> right. And, gotcha. and the more we take away, we don't need this in schools anymore. We don't need yeah. to pray anymore. Or we don't need to do this. Yeah. You know, it's like. And then we have so many issues, you know, so shootings. Let me, so let me ask you this: and what you do in, in, in education reform? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Is is there anything that you're doing to help spend those dollars more wisely? Because we spend so many dollars on public education, mm -hmm. and it's just outrageous. And, and yet we still have some of the lowest test scores yeah. in the entire world. Yeah, this yeah. is very true. Yeah. I think that. We get in the weeds a lot with spending monies. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. They got an admin on top of an admin yeah. on top of an admin. And something that the the coronavirus has done, COVID-19 has done, is it's recognized essential workers. Mm -hmm. So essentially, and this yeah. is going to be a big thing when we come back to school because they're, they're having a lot of conversations because that's coming up soon, less yeah. than 30 yeah. days away. That's, I know, I know. Um, Who's essential? Who really needs to be right. in the yeah. classroom? Because right. yeah. we're cut. They've cut a lot off our budget for education. So right. hmm. we really only need teachers, students, principals, and maybe an assistant principal, depending on how hmm. big the school is. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. right. And has, has there been any? I mean, any discussions as to like facilities in which to house the students? I mean, is the future of education completely virtual? 
So that is not true. Uh, I know for a fact mm -hmm. that Cobb County is mm -hmm. planning to receive 100% of their students back. Okay. And, is that right? Uh, yes. yes. And That's every right. parent has the option, if they want to, to have their student be virtual and mm -hmm. not attend school yeah. and go okay. on a different path. Okay. Um, and then there are some students mm -hmm. who were already doing the at-home learning. Right. Um, yeah. And that doesn't yeah. change for them. That okay. stays the same. Yeah. That right. was their normal anyway. Right. Um, so they just continue. That's more like freedom of choice. Yes. Okay. So that's a good thing, right? That's a more conservative. Oh, idea. most definitely. No, 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 yeah. no. I mean, you should be able to choose whether or not your child goes to school, yep. which school they go to, and um, how and by whom they're educated. And guess well, what? I don't got, be surprised I when they tell all you, come back. Uh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of people, I think, rediscovering that they actually like their children, which I think is encouraging. Well, hold on, hold on. As a parent with an eight-year-old <laughs> that we had to do these kind of homeschooling things. Oh, no, we were things. actually doing a podcast. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, okay. we're my wife and I are That's like okay. totally unprepared for um, teaching our child. <laughs> And it was like, all right, please, can we go back to school? Please, can we go back to school? Please. Because, you know, we got the curriculum and they were doing some virtual stuff at the school he goes to, but we were like, oh, this is oh. too much. Yeah, and normal school hours, because, you know, it's second grade, so it's like oh. a shorter day, oh, yeah. you know, four hours. Mm -hmm. It was taking us six to eight hours to get through the day. And we're like, ah. I don't know so, what to do. Yeah, yeah. So Pay those we're, teachers more. We're like, please go back to school and open up. And we still don't know what our school's doing. Right. So, what school's district well, is that? Well, he goes to private, but I'm in Fulton County. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, all right. So I'm up in Johns Creek. So Johns Creek, some of the best schools Very. in the state. Yes. But in Fulton County, not so Need much. I say more? No, yeah, not so right, much. right, right. So and Fulton County thing. has some good options as well. Yeah. Um, but that's what's important for us to be able to figure out how to get all of our public schools yeah. on the same level of education mm -hmm. and services. Um, right. And then in some areas, they need to, to have that whole child program because yeah. there's some parents who aren't as in tune as you yeah. you and your yeah. wife are. But, you, you, know but I mean? do you think one of the key problems, though, and I grew up in Canada, so we didn't have like standardized testing. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. for whatever reason, the United States is very large, is very very big and very focused, hyper focused on standardized testing. So you have teachers t teaching the test, not necessarily the material. Correct. So I, you know, I went to school and graduated college with a lot of people who still after college didn't necessarily know how to write a five paragraph essay yeah. or did not have the greatest command of the English language, which was obviously their first language. Of course. And so then you're, you know, you're graduating these people and they have degrees and it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you're doing, you know, you're doing everyone a disservice. Of course. So yeah. Dr. C, that's something that I'm proud to say that I can admit that Governor Kemp has championed with yeah. reducing the amount of standardized testing that we have. That's and we hear. were doing that prior to coronavirus mm -hmm. with yeah. trying to push that legislation and get mm -hmm. that through. And it did go through this year. Mm -hmm. um, coronavirus gave us a little hump over, right, right. you know, and it helped push us yeah. over. But that has that has happened mm -hmm. for us. And President Trump has also yeah. kind of put that in place mm -hmm. to, to kind of have that become a national right. thing where we're kind of reducing the amount of te mm -hmm. testing that we're yeah. putting on these kids. Because right. uh, it just doesn't it's not it's not a cookie cutter thing the process of learning and education right, for right. children right and, and to that end what about common core i yeah. mean is corona oh, going to spell the end yeah. of common core i mean i, I sure hope so yeah, i, sure I hope really so. hope so we hope I that's hope so. one thing the virus takes a hold of right <laughs> takes a right? hold of if anything so, if it kills anything please, please let it be that please so let me ask you this we're, yes. we're in the state of georgia how is the state of georgia doing uh, compared to other 49 states as far as advancing this agenda you're talking about well you know we're all, we've been yeah. behind the wave on yeah. education for yeah. some time now and i just think that it takes a collective effort uh, and I think what the federal government is yeah. doing for education will help push us a, a little bit far ahead.
Gotcha. Um, of course, the budget cuts didn't help yeah. at all um, because some we need certain resources because we're rural. Yeah. Um, yep. A lot of times we get absorbed because you and I we live in the metro areas, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so we don't we forget about rural Georgia. We do. You know the we funding do. that's yeah, needed that's for those so children down there is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Internet access, you right. know, yeah. broadband, the things that they need to be at home and learn, yeah. or even to go to their classrooms because their schools and their school districts are a lot smaller and the funding's a lot different yeah. because yeah. you know yeah, if I got a that's farm true. right here and then miles down there's yeah. another farm that's only two properties that I'm getting tax incentives from to support the schools right. yeah yeah um, as you know. it's often said about Georgia there's Georgia then there's Atlanta totally two different things because <laughs> yeah. right? you go outside of the, yeah. the rural it's Georgia nothing like, oh, nothing sure. like Atlanta yes. so yes. well we um, <clears throat> this this podcast reaches 29 states right now oh, cool. so and we're very proud of what's been happening in Georgia with Governor Kemp leading the way with the coronavirus yes. you know pandemic if you will so there are a lot of people that I talk to in other states that are watching us oh, cool. to find out you know, okay, what's, what's gonna going to happen? On? So yeah. I, I'd love to see that happen. The same thing with education in Georgia too. So uh, God bless you for the work that you're doing. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yes, thank and thank God. you so much for being yeah. a guest on yes. our show. Yes, yes. Yay. Pleasure meeting you. You so. too. Thank you, right. guys. Thank you. So thank much. you. I'll send someone else over. <laughs> oh, please, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll get Jason to come. So oh, yeah. you get the Kyle Y R chair. Yes. You get send the Kyle Send us Jason. We're not going to be so nice on Jason, right? Oh, was I being nice? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, make, make sure you tell everybody to get out and vote for the, get, the yes. coming Absolutely. up runoffs. August 11th is yes. runoff, okay? Mm -hmm. So everyone needs to get out and support their Republican candidate. Straight yes, down, straight GOP ticket. Yeah. Well, here we are. We're yes. live. So, uh, Jason, why don't you introduce yourself to our podcast audience? Okay. Well, my name is Jason Shepard. I'm chairman of the Cobb County Republican Party. Yep. Um, in my third term here, uh, so uh, can Cobb are term limited, so I, I am, okay. I've lighted the end of the tunnel, which is probably the train of the 2020 election, COVID-19. Last, term, last okay. term, lame okay. duck. Gotcha. How long a term? Uh, each term is two years. Two years, so, okay. So like congressional seats. Right. There you so, go. And uh, it, Cobb's unique in the yeah. fact that we term limit our, our county party chairs. Most really? of our surrounding counties don't. So you go to Fulton, the chair in Fulton's been there for, um, I think, eight years. Oh, Bartow's wow. been more than 10 years. Gotcha. Uh, but it, it helps keep uh, keep things fresh. Interesting. So after the term's up now, the t perfect timing, by the way, the 2020 election, right. What what's next? What do you do with the the group after this you're still part of it I would i'm say. still part yeah. of it i'll be on the board yeah. as long as, okay. as immediate past year yeah. as long as my successor is on gotcha. sure. but that means uh definitely after four years after i'm, I'm completely out yeah. but no one ever is so <laughs> right. know, it's, it's like al pacino yeah, and the godfather right <laughs> once you're they always try to suck you back yeah, in. exactly so tell us about the event today what uh, what's going on so normally on the fourth of july the cobb county republican party has our annual fourth of july barbecue yeah. we've been doing that for more than 50 years uh so this is unfortunately because of COVID-19, mm -hmm. the first time in more than half a century, yeah. uh, we are not doing our 4th of July barbecue. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we got a shipment in of Donald Trump signs, over 2,000 yeah. Donald Trump signs. And we thought the best way to get them out while we're not really holding uh, events is mm -hmm. to do something where people can kind of drive through. Maybe they can stay around if they want, but they can pick up a Trump yeah. sign, they yeah. can pick up signs for other candidates mm -hmm. and, and move on from there. I think we saw a lady picking up some from the curb, but I don't think it was a 
you know. Yeah, as I, was dri- actually, yeah <laughs> as I was driving in, there was some yeah. lady that was angrily yeah. ripping yeah. a few signs out of the ground. Yeah. Wow. Didn't you say she got two before got you tackled two. her right. and knocked her down? Put the signs back in the ground so everything's okay. Exactly right. good. Yeah. Well, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Appa- Democrats apparently don't understand that theft is against the law. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Criminal yeah. trespass. Yeah. And oh, things like, or, or yeah. like self, you know, self-protection. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. I mean, if you happen to be so unfortunate as to live in Michigan right now, yeah. I mean, right. you oh, might yeah. be charged with felonious assault. Yeah. You know, right. all right. those yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, we, we see that in the angry mobs that are going we around do. tearing yeah. down public property mm-hmm. just because they don't like it. They yeah. there there is a process. You don't like a monument, you go to your city council, you mm-hmm. go to your mayor, you go yeah. to your county and commission, you and you vote. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They don't take the it. Down. They don't vote to take it down. You vote them out of office. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to happen. So yeah. you're you're talking logic and reasoning. And <laughs> I don't yeah, think that's going to get across to us. Maybe not. Now if you talk emotion, they're all in. Right, right. But on that topic, so Trump actually just signed an executive order mandating tenure prison sentences for people who do deface public monuments. So do you think that that legislation or executive order rather would be like will be readily enforced or do you think that's just kind of more of a scare tactic and Oh, well, the, the part of me that wants to scare them would say it's definitely going to be enforced. Yeah, the, sure. the problem is, um, you know, the federal government can only do, uh, only has jurisdiction over federal monuments. Yeah. So yeah. your average uh, statue in, in downtown Seattle or downtown um, Minneapolis or right. Washington, Washington, D.C., of course, is federal. Yeah. So yeah, um, that can have a, that can have a strong effect mm-hmm. um, yeah. so for I there. I think the concern is it becomes a paper law, right. And nothing changes, right. right. Yeah. And most of the targets have been things that would not be covered under it. So well, you know, some of it's been ridiculous. Uh, in Austin, Texas, they defamed a, a statue of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Go right. figure, right? Right. He, he is really upset. I love about guitars. This. Right? Yes, oh, yeah. he does. Just, uh, I didn't bo- realize Stevie Ray Vaughan was uh, this uh, uh, segregationist uh, <laughs> who know? Who slave know? holder. Yeah, who um, Must have been his ancestors. Maybe something know. like that. You know, he cancel cultured out. You're so just right. not woke yeah. enough, Jason. I, yeah. I know, I know. Enough. Well, yeah. it's uh, for, for me, it, it gets personal. There's a, My cousin has a statue in Washington, D.C. Really? Oh. Yeah, Alexander Shepard, who my son's named after. Oh, I thought oh, you wow. said maybe somebody took the statue oh, and brought it. A, That's how your cousin had it. So he has a statue. He has a statue. He was he was governor of the District of Columbia when was governor instead of mayor okay. uh-huh. in 1871. Wow. His claim was, the fame was, he was a Republican, of course, oh, and he inter- in 1871 integrated the D.C. schools. Wow. wow. So Republicans wow. were doing that almost 100 years before yeah. Oh, well, Democrats. right. Yeah, and yeah. Remi- remind us, Jason, who, which party actually voted to abolish slavery? Oh, mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. History, it was a long I'm, time ago. I wasn't Google there. It. We yeah. have to Google it, right? We have to Google yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think it was the Republican Party I think that so was founded as yeah. kind of an anti-slave which, party. Yeah, which, yeah. which party was the one that was advocating slavery in the 1860 election? That yeah. was uh, tip of my tongue. I think the Democratic Party. There you yeah. go. Party yeah. of Jim Crow. Right. Yeah, yeah. Democrat yeah. Party. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is, is, a, that, is, that, is that why their emblem is an ass? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. And this coming from a Canadian. Awesome, <laughs> right. awesome. Wait, are we frozen? Oh, I think so. Uh-oh. That's well, okay. we're still recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it okay, it's all good. good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's not a good frozen picture no. of me uh-uh. right there. That's, It'll that's, catch up okay. with it. Yeah, okay. it will. Yeah. It will, yeah. <laughs> it's sad that the viewers are, are not going to know what we're yeah, talking if, about. If so. not, if not, we just got to redo the whole thing exactly as we did it before. Exactly. It'll be more fun. So. You know, but yeah. it's funny to your point about that. I did a podcast, I guess now it's going on about almost a month ago, on how the Democrat Party was a party founded on slavery and mm-hmm. how and the principles. 1860 election, what the Democrat Party was so fractured is how Lincoln got elected. Right. It's yeah. They split. They split yeah. between 
Stephen Douglas, of course, yeah. who from Illinois, who Lincoln ran against for the U.S. Senate. Mm, and, that's right. And um, and we, where we get Lincoln Douglas debates from. Yeah. And then. Um, uh, John Breckenridge yeah. in the South, yeah. and then you throw in Bell, who was from Tennessee and took Tennessee yeah. only, and Lincoln was really able to come in and capture majority electoral votes. And what, and the Democrats were were so they were so supportive of our democratic system of government that the Southern states instantly started to succeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bef you know, we, we think about how the president's inaugurated in January now. Well, that wasn't the case then. It was March. Mm -hmm. So you have from the November election, November, December, electoral ballots are cast and mm -hmm. counted. Yeah. Uh, January, February, March, and right. all these states are leaving the union. And Democrat President James Buchanan is doing nothing about it. Yeah. Nothing about it. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, this once again, it's it's mm -hmm. all Democrats in the South. They're all voting for uh, resolutions to secede. Yep. Right. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, it's... It's just amazing how history, history is, you know, forgotten. twisted, mm -hmm. forgotten. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I found I don't, uh, that's very encouraging. Uh, there's a, a huge movement, a wave of youth voters voting conservative. There's yes. a huge wave out there that I had no idea until I got on. TikTok. TikTok. Right. Yeah. They're all on actually, TikTok. Actually, yeah. actually, he's gone viral a couple times I have. now on TikTok. Awesome. I have. Yeah. In five days, I've gone viral <laughs> twice, and the third one's going today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, exactly. And just espousing these conservative views on there right. in a it's kind of irreverent that. way. Right. You know? Yeah. So in your See, I'm old, so I can't be irreverent. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Sure you can. Oh, You're not old. Well, never mind. <laughs> Whoa! I know. That's why you didn't bring your frying pan today, because I would be smacked in the exactly. face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I'd Harriet Tubman you. <laughs> but no. So, God forbid Joe Biden were to actually win the election. Yes. Right. Okay. You have a lot of states. You know, Tennessee is far more conservative. Georgia as a whole is very conservative. What would you say? And there are a lot of people who you know kind of like play around with the thought that you know maybe the United States, you know, as we've been a country for over 200 years now, is possibly past its prime and that, you know, it may not be possible to maintain such a large country, you know, with such diversity across the board. So what would you say? I mean, is it viable, you know, or would certain states potentially be wanting to secede again? Hmm. Well, except you, in the opposite direction. Well, I mean, you have secession movements actually uh, going on in various states right now, California, yeah. and they tend, to, once again, they tend to be Democratic <laughs> yeah. states. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In well, fact, I mean, is there anything we can do as a GOP to actually convince those Democratic states to just secede? <laughs> I mean, can we, can we like, yeah. like, you know, yeah. enhance that movement? Because I'd be for it. <laughs> yeah, form their own countries now. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, or, one, wait, one thing... Mexico one, can annex California. One, one thing that the, the founders really believed in, you know, we're talking the 4th of July, and James yeah. Madison was a very big believer in this and that's the idea of cross-cutting cleavages in other words we may be different we may be urban versus rural we may be black versus yeah, white we yeah. may be farmer versus merchant mm -hmm. but there's always going to be something that will tie us together mm -hmm. yeah, and those cleavages yeah. will you know someone who is a little poorer is going to have yeah. more in con com common with someone else who's poor but maybe a different race than them maybe a different um, profession right. than yeah. them yeah. versus you know the wealthy and everything right. and very and then you get various professions then you get various civic organizations and things right. like that and the Democrats and the left especially progressive today have been trying to cut those cleavages mm -hmm. yeah they've yeah. been trying to cut those few rather than trying to find our common ground and what binds us together they're right. trying to find the things that tear us apart because they are as Lincoln said and yeah. quoting from the Bible house divided cannot stand yeah. right. so we're talking about the more we divide ourselves as Americans yeah, yeah. the more yeah. we will not stand as a nation yeah. and we'll end up in the same situation the Soviet Union was after the fall of communism yeah. where 
you have part of, parts of the Soviet Union that have been parts of Russia beforehand for two, three hundred years, yeah. and now yeah. want their own self-determination because they had nothing to, together except a brutal regime that was basically putting a thumb on them yep, yep. to keep them together. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you nailed it perfectly because they are the left is throwing everything they can at this country to divide us. And once one thing doesn't work, they'll go back to another one. Like right now, they're trying to bring up the Russian hoax again. again. That's coming up. Right. The one thing you keep saying that I'm really glad you keep saying is you keep you referring to them as the left. You don't, you're not saying liberal because they're not classic liberals. They're not classic in the liberals. Sense. No. They are hardcore leftists, mm -hmm. and they are. The, their tactic is to divide the nation to gain power. Right. And that's what I think is going on with the riots, with the protests, and uh, a lot of people are just becoming useful idiots for them, and it's just sad to see. It is. Yeah, yeah. so what would you say in Metro Atlanta as a whole, you know, because we have several counties that, you know, are, are connected to, you know, Atlanta proper, and obviously Atlanta proper is far yeah. more progressive and far more yeah. left than yeah. the surrounding counties. So as an, obviously, an advocate for promoting those cleavages, if you will, you know, what would you say is something that we can all do, especially as conservatives, mm -hmm. to help bridge the divides that we don't fall yeah. divided? Well, we, we, we promote economics. We promote yeah. that together. Yeah. We we all prosper together, whether you're left, whether you're right, mm -hmm. whether you're in the center, whether you're libertarian, whether you're progressive, mm -hmm. that you still, at the end of the day, want a good job. You yeah. want to be able to yeah. pay your bills. You want to be able to save money for... Um, your kid's college or to go on vacation or to buy a car or yeah. what or buy a home or whatever yeah. or buy the latest technology or right. start a podcast or <laughs> there you go there you go, go. Uh, so, I mean but also though too I mean you have people who obviously and, it's, and maybe it's a problem with how the Republican Party is promoting those messages right. or maybe it's just falling on ears they're just completely closed off but I mean there's you know, despite decades, obviously, of promoting the economic message, we now have Bernie Bros, who, you know, yeah. advocate for the $15 wage. What happened wage. to Bernie Bros? They've been quiet. They, they have, have been. It's kind of like, it's a little unsettling. But you have these whole swaths of people, including... Well, they're busy tearing down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, true, that's, yeah true. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, or AOC, you know, again, you have these people in the, in the Democratic Party who are openly advocating, and despite yeah. our best efforts, that yeah. message just isn't getting through. Right. Well, I, I don't think we're framing it right. We're framing it in terms of economics. Republicans are very good at saying, well, if you raise your minimum wage to $15, that's going yeah. to create a tax incentive of yeah. this and that. What we need to do is we need to find the stories. We need to find the people who had a job. They, they, they weren't becoming rich off of it, but they were learning the trade or, or they they were learning how to be a worker. Yeah. yeah. And, that and basically to show up on time, to do a good job, to um, be part of that so eventually you can get either the permit raise and promotion or get the better job yeah. right. and, and so their own American trade. Right. Yep. So yeah. we're, we're yeah. killing the incentive for, um, for basically employers that hire low skill or non-skill labor yeah. um, to hire. So in right. other words, instead of having that summer job in high school or having that summer job in college where you're building something on a resume, you can't find anything because instead of being able to pay two people at $8 an hour yeah. or two people at ten dollars an hour yeah. I have to go with um, someone being at fifteen dollars an hour and I can't do thirty dollars an hour so I'm sorry I'm going to be a little short-staffed you get fifteen dollars an hour and you're going to work maybe I can actually give you twenty Cause because you're going to be doing the job of two people yeah and, right. and buddy you're well you're hired you're yeah. not yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry go go yeah. go find yeah. a job go yeah. lose your house go whatever yeah. and don't get that 
don't get that first job that's going to give you a leg up on the next job. And when you go apply with your um, degree to say, I also have this, this experience working. Yeah. And those are the mm -hmm. stories that we need to tell. And people who really, they started off like myself. My first yeah. job was working drive through at McDonald's mm -hmm. at 15 years old, yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. Um, my family was poor, we couldn't afford a car. That's why I worked at McDonald's. It was the closest place to walk. It was the first thing I did when I saved up enough money. I got as tired of walking those two miles there and back, I bought a car. Yeah. Um, there you go. I did a good job. I got a raise. Um, I kept looking out for a better job that mm -hmm. had less grease and I found it. Yeah. And got a job at Blockbuster go. Video that paid even more. Oh, oh really? wow, and they might have worked for you. Yeah, exactly. I spent 10 years with that company. And so, you know, as someone who, um, had a grandfather with a eighth grade education yeah. and mother with just a high school, raised by a single mother with a high school education. I'm an attorney with a master's degree as well. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, American dream. American dream. All right. Fantastic. <clears throat> and on the 4th of July. There right. you go. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I, you know, as we wrap this up, I've, I've got one thing that just came to me. I think you owe me late fees from Blockbuster, <laughs> by the way, but we'll collect no, wait, that no, later. I think you owe me late. And <laughs> were you kind and did you actually rewind? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard that in years. That's awesome. Oh That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Be kind and rewind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And only people under the age or above the age of like 35 will get that too. Hey, exactly. I'll share a little bit about that. On the, the video cassettes, you probably don't know what that oh, is. Oh, no, I had VCR. On the end of it, you put a little sticker that says be kind and rewind. Mm -hmm. We did that manual. You, literally oh, no. thousands of tapes come in oh, and my. there we are manually doing okay. You're trying to talk process. So all the new hires, yeah. that was their first That's, job. Yeah, yeah, they're putting the stickers on. So. Right. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Jason, for sitting yeah. down and talking well, to us. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yes. Appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Thank we'll you. All right. And, uh, great event. We look forward to kind of hanging around for a bit, too. Right. So. Yeah. Don't forget, get a drink, get a hot dog, get chips. and uh, Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. Scott, now Rose Wing, how are you doing Rose? I'm doing wonderful, and, uh, great day, beautiful day beautiful. for oh, Independence yeah. Day, yeah. happy yes, Independence Day. Actually, and the energy day. is really starting to build here too, so this is just awesome. So you are running for, tell us what you're running for. State House 37. And that's what we're in. You're in it right now, okay. City of Marietta, uh, goes out Roswell yeah. Street a ways and then up toward uh, Bells Ferry Road toward the Tommy Nobis Center yeah. westward toward uh, the avenues. And so how's the election Piedmont going? Road. It's going well. Gotcha. I'm very excited. I'm very energized. Yeah. Uh, got a fundraiser coming up July 14th okay. the Depot's Barbecue out here on Whitlock Avenue. Well, we're going to get some information from you. We're going to put that in our show notes so people can help you out it. with that. Yeah, so, thank you. So yeah. give us the issues that you're running on here. And, uh, thank you. Your district. Okay, and let me kind of tell you a little bit about myself mm -hmm. too, if you don't sure. mind. Absolutely. I grew up here in Cobb County. I went to Marietta High School. I then went to a small college in Tennessee called Maryville College. Came uh -huh. back, went to law school, worked in the district attorney's office. Been all involved in the community for a, a long time, yeah. different aspects. Uh, have been chair of the Cobb County Republican Party, but I've never run for public office before. And I decided that House District 37 just didn't have a voice gotcha. uh, at the Gold Dome. Mm -hmm. And we needed to have that voice. 
and I also feel that we need to maintain Cobb County being the number one county to do business in the number yeah. one state yeah. uh, to do business. And we have maintained that by a generation of leaders who fought the line yeah. and uh, for low taxes and better education yeah. and an environment for employers to create jobs. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are the focal points of where I'm looking at. Also, I'm looking at congestion of the traffic around here. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it gosh. is, uh, you know, kind of died down with uh, COVID-19, not yeah. as many people out, but yeah. it's, well, it's, the running, with the, the, it's coming back up again. The running right. joke I heard was, uh, who knew it was all Go the non-essential people calling, uh, who knew it was all the non-essential people calling, causing the traffic, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there, there are ways to solve it, you know, a grid system. I think yeah. we've now learned, uh, learned that working you mean, at home. What do you a grid system here? I mean, I used to live in uh, Cobb County. I used to live in Kennesaw. You know, and I, I mean, my, my wife at the time would drive from Kennesaw to Windy Hill, 10 miles, took her out. Boulevard lighting. Oh, God, it was just, just keep yeah. it when it's So light, how do you do a grid? I, don't, I mean, I, I, I'd love to see a grid in and around Atlanta, but I don't, I don't know how you do that. Well, I think around here, and particularly in Marietta, we, yeah. you know, we don't need that stop and go for this light, yeah, and then you yeah, stop, yeah, and, you yeah. know, you just kind of keep it, yeah. keep that boulevard yeah. lighting going. And um, also, the other is, I think we learned through COVID-19 that we can go back to yeah. doing more at-home working I hope and, so. and Zoom I and, so. and oh, Zoom yeah, meetings. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think, think we so. can learn not only can we do it in, in small businesses, but mm -hmm. in big companies yeah. and, and at the government level, too. Yeah. I think we will find that you can cut yeah. costs that way. Are you from uh, born and raised in the area? Absolutely. Okay. Born right here. Well, I've been in Atlanta a long time now, and uh -huh. I remember years ago, I forget how many years ago, they did a study mm -hmm. on how much money it would take to fix the Atlanta traffic problem. And this is before, this is like decades ago. Uh -huh. And the, the answer back that came was, oh, there's not enough money. <laughs> because it's, I mean, it's so, it's and it's gotten worse over the years here in Atlanta. So this is a hot button issue in the city of Atlanta. For those of you who don't live here, we are the fourth most congested city in America. Mm -hmm. It's just yes. uh, crazy yeah. the amount of traffic that we put up with. So I hope that a lot of these virtual habits stick. And, I do too. Yeah, yeah. we have less traffic out on the roads. And speaking okay. of virtual, seeing as like a lot of younger people are far more comfortable with the technology, we can kind of segue to younger constituents. So, I mean, it's well known that one of the problems the GOP has is connecting with younger voters. Yeah. And obviously even recent studies show, you know, Gen Z is far more conservative than even, you know, baby boomer generation coming up mm -hmm. potentially what what would be an issue or something that is unique about you and your platform that would specifically connect with younger voters so therefore would help to keep them from voting for more progressive leftist candidates and kind of revitalize the GOP in Cobb County specifically okay absolutely I Kind of stepping back with yeah. it to answer that question, uh, I do believe in better education. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by having a stronger economic environment, you build better education, yeah. which is a concern of younger people, particularly those.
children. Yeah, yeah. It also builds a better health care facilities. As you can see around in, mm -hmm. in Cobb County, we yeah. have wonderful health care facilities. It builds stronger nonprofits, yeah, yeah. which you can see that we have stronger nonprofits around in particularly it, it, yeah. around in here. So if we keep this keep us being number one uh, county in the number one state in the business, you're going to find that we have stronger companies, stronger yeah. businesses, stronger education, stronger health care, and all this builds, but what further it builds, it builds a cohesive community. Yeah. Good and morning. That's, yes. and that's, that's and, what it's all about. And it builds a cohesive community where we all can work together, yeah. and this cohesive community is what got us through COVID yeah. around here in Cobb County. Everyone yeah. worked together, and I also feel it's what helped us through the times and the issues when when Fulton was having having riots, yeah. we were having peaceful protesting and listening to each gotcha. other because we are a more cohesive community, yeah. which I feel is attractive to young people. Oh, I love Cobb County. And uh, attractive to them in, in raising yeah. their children in this community. Yep. And my daughter so, was born just up the road here at the hospital. At Kennestone? Kennestone, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I love this area. Love, you know how it got its thing. I don't know. You look out the back of the hospital, you uh -huh. know, it sits up on the hill. Yeah, yeah. You see Kennesaw Mountain. Ah, you look out the okay. front, yeah. you see Stone Mountain. Oh, Stone. Oh, that's ah. awesome. I had no idea. Very yeah. neat. Yeah. You know, you know what? Little history lesson. Yeah, yeah. Well, they should have told me that while my wife is in labor and the baby is coming out. That would have been a perfect time. Right. Be like, honey, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my push, God. Push. Hey, did you know how they got their name? Push, push. Right, right, exactly. So, Rose, tell us if you could say something to, you know, again, help voters connect with you and your platform and one reason that they should vote for mm -hmm. you versus your opponent. I. I believe in, in Cobb County. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in what I stated uh, that the, uh, keeping it number one, yeah. uh, it brings better education. Uh, we've had leaders for a generation like Johnny Isaacson and yeah. others yeah. who have fought for that and, and fought for those lower taxes and better education and the environment for employers to yeah. create good jobs. And I truly believe yeah. for anyone who is running from the city, uh, state, county, should believe in those principles uh, and yeah. should fight for those principles. And yeah. I want to be the, the fighter for House District 37. Well, Rose, you obviously love, love, love your and community. And truly, truly care. Yeah, and yeah. want to make a difference. There's a lot of heart, I, I see. So, I do. And a lot of passion. So we've got a lot of listeners, actually, in the Cobb area. So mm -hmm. well, if you're listening, you. vote for Rose yes, Wing. On absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Vote for Rose <laughs> yeah. Wing, November the 3rd. Yeah. My email address is rose at rosewingforgeorgia.com. Love to hear from you. And my Facebook is Rose Lee Wing for State House 37. Y'all have Excellent. a happy Independence Day. Thank you, Rose. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right, well, we're back at Politics of Brown Liquor with a very special guest.
Karen Hayden. Hey, hi everybody. Hey. We're running for the 6th District. Yes. Which is where we both live in. Yes. On opposite sides of Atlanta. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Just yes. amazing. So, so my first question, Karen, is how's the race going? The race is going great. Yeah. I am so humbled by what was just a huge win in yeah. the primary yeah, with 75% of the vote. Yeah. So that really sends a message that we will be united as Republicans coming into November. Yeah. Um, I think you look at what's happening here in our state and across the country, these are times that really do require a serious leader who is active and engaged in yeah. our community. Yeah. And the people of this district, they know me, they know I'm a problem solver, they know I know how to get things done in the toughest of situations. So I'm ready to uh, fight hard and win in November. So Karen, give a, you, you've um, held a lot of positions here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Can you go run down your, what you've done sure. for the state of Georgia? Sure, so I, my career really started in the private sector yeah. uh, for several large companies here, KPMG, the eye, an eye care company, SebaVision. Mm -hmm. um, I ran our uh, one of the largest chambers here in, in the state over yeah. in North Fulton, led that organization from the brink of bankruptcy. Um, then I had no idea what I was getting into. I ran and won the county commission <laughs> chairman in Fulton County, where I was able to balance the budget without tax increases. Yeah. I took on a corrupt sheriff got her out of office. Um, I'm the first elected Republican Secretary of State for Georgia and was able to implement photo ID while also um, overseeing the 2008 presidential election, yeah. which had the highest turnout at that time of any election in our hmm. state. Uh, so that was great. And then um, won that epic runoff in 17, yeah. but in yeah. 18, like a lot of really, really solid suburban yeah. Republicans here um, in the Atlanta metro area. Yeah. Um, lost by the smallest yeah, of margins. Yeah, no, I was, that was just that was just a damn shame. I just well, we know what shame. we have to do yeah. in November yeah. for voter turnout. Right. I think that's really the key, and and doing podcasts like this really yeah. help yeah. with that. To so energize would you say people. is there anything in particular that you've changed as part of your platform in order to connect and reach out to more voters, or or motivate them more so to come out and show up on? on that the is a for you? great question. So I will be able to have. Um, a strong comparison between myself and Lucy McBath's yeah. extreme record. You know, remember in 18, she had the ability to run as a generic Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. time, she has no, a record. That's exactly and right. let me tell you, it is. Is she doing anything in Georgia this time? Or is she no, in Tennessee? she actually, can I just tell you yeah. today, she's got photos up for July 4th. Yeah. They're from last Stop. year and the year before. Really? Oh, yeah. That's because there's a car rally here. It's absolutely awesome. But anyway, that's, that's right. because she's up in Tennessee. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Her house. I call her Rocky Top for a reason, you know? <laughs> oh, my. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's but, what was so but frustrating. But we'll really be able to compare that record. She yeah. votes almost 100% of the time with Nancy Pelosi, almost 100% of the time with AOC. Right. The 6th District is not a Pelosi AOC no, district at no, all. No. We want to so keep it that way. So what would you say is like the one, <clears throat> the one thing that you would say people should vote for you on? If there's one issue, singular issue, that they're going to vote for you versus Macbeth? You know, I don't believe that this election, or frankly any election or member of Congress, can be just a single issue individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have so many issues that we're facing as a nation and in our community from getting people back to work, mm -hmm. making sure that we protect people with pre-existing yeah. conditions, um, 
uh, have more affordability and access with health care, realigning uh, health care to accommodate the emerging new mm -hmm. avenues of health care, concierge medicine, telemedicine, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and making sure we're doing uh, right by small businesses by keeping taxes mm -hmm. low and, and yeah. low right. regulation. And lastly, it's a bigger issue right now for our country. November is really a fight and a battle for the soul of this nation. I agree, more so than ever. I do I agree. Oh, we okay. say right. every election is the most important one, but I think this, this one, one has well, implications I think this that is the first one where actually like our basic constitutional rights yeah. are being challenged. That's right. So I, I mean I know you said you're not you know you don't believe that anyone really can be a singular is. issue candidate, but I mean so E and I were very upfront. We're pro Second Amendment, yeah. we're you know right. we're pro First Amendment, we're yep. very pro life, right. both of us. Yep. So I mean are those parts It's in? all of those issues. Yeah. You know, when you think about the direction of this country, it is gonna be set for a decade I agree. with this election. And for all of your viewers and listeners, if you care about your First Amendment, if you care about the Second Amendment, if you yeah. care about our Constitution and living in a free and independent nation, yes. this election is about that. And what we see with the protests and the riots just drives that point home yeah. more than ever before. That's so right. It's just absolutely crazy what's happening. And I believe that the right is energized, that they are going to come out in droves, the right, and I think it's going to be an epic election. You know, because 2017, I love that you brought up, that was a fun election for me, who's, who loves <laughs> politics. I, I mean, I, I have a I different just, adjective oh to describe God. it, but. I, I had so much fun with that election, too. It was crazy. Yeah. It really was. Ossoff threw everything he could Dude. at you, and it, it just didn't work. I mean, right. he had so much money. Oh, and, and from outside work. the state. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he had Oprah in his corner. Yeah. I mean, he had everybody. We had that intellectual giant, Alyssa Milano, coming yes. door to door. Oh. But yeah. you know, McBath will have all of those people again. Mm -hmm. But I think that I for the, the sixth district, exactly, yeah. for the sixth district in the state of Georgia, um, our folks, they're not. Georgians and Americans yeah. aren't going to be persuaded by the Hollywood elites who no. just go around when. It is about whether or not we are going to have private insurance available mm -hmm. through a company. It's about how are we going to get our economy yeah. back or are we going to go with AOC's crazy uh, Green New Deal, oh. which right, will right. essentially yeah. shut It'll, down small yeah. business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will. It'll make it so hard to do any kind of business right. if people just give up. Oh, no, if yeah. they Green New Deal, we won't have any burgers. You won't Nothing. have a hamburger or cheeseburger and you know, I, because cows create too much. I don't think a lot of people know the historical significance of the 6th District, too, because this was Newt Gingrich's district. Oh. Yeah, this is... The 6th, um, you know, it's always been um, a linchpin, mm -hmm. and even though the geographic boundaries of the 6th yeah. are very different from when Speaker Gingrich held the seat, yeah. the reality is that in November, uh, winning Georgia winning back the House majority yeah. uh, for Congress so that we can take that gavel away from, from Pelosi. Yes, the six is right at the tip of the yeah. spear for that. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that too. And I, I support you and Thank uh, you. we want to help you in any Thank way we you. can. Thank you. Well, I'll look forward to coming back, back on. Yes, yeah. so, anytime you're welcome, anytime. Well, Super. we'll get your information. We'll put it in our show notes so Perfect. people can help you and support you as well. Awesome. Yes. Thank right. you, everyone. Don't forget to vote. In November, we need every single Everyone. solid oh, American to yeah. turn out and vote. Down the ticket. And if you're yes. in the six, get people out. Don't let apathy set in. Get right. them out. And, and let's, get Lucy, let's get Lucy out of here. Let's yes. send her back send to her Tennessee. Send her back to Tennessee <laughs> where she can tool around the mountain. Right. Thank you, right. Thank Thank you, so Thank you guys so Thank much. Happy Appreciate it. Yes. Happy Independence Day.
uh, politics and brown, brown liquor, liquor with Kelly Cash. Yes. How you doing now? Good. We were just talking right before we hit record, so I'm gonna get right into uh, brown liquor because okay. you're from. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. And you were Fort just Knox. you were just sharing about your <laughs> wedding vow. I want yes. I want everybody to hear that story. <laughs> yes, That's okay. a great story. So my my very amazing husband yeah. agreed that yeah. in our wedding vows he would give up any whiskey that did not come from the great Kentucky. Commonwealth of Kentucky. <laughs> oh wow. That, <laughs> that is, is true. Awesome. That is true love. So it yeah, well, I keep him in very good bourbon. Yeah. So yeah. he is a uh, he, he is just fine, I promise. Okay, all <laughs> he right. adjusted good. well, but he has not had a sip of Jack Daniels in over twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Jack, Jack Daniels, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's really <laughs> not even Georgia, local Georgia bourbons? No, None. Only, only Kentucky. Kentucky. It has oh, to come out of the Commonwealth. Yes. Wow. Okay, all right. Wow. So. And Fiddler does make a really good bourbon, I'll give them that, but Yeah. All right, so house. give us one because uh, we honestly, when we do our show, we often we sit, sit on bourbon. bourbon. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would what will be a recommendation? Well, oh, there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are your top three choices? Yeah. Um, for a mixing, a really great mixing bourbon mm-hmm. and julep, I would do Jefferson's okay. out of Frankfurt. Um, okay. It has a good honey finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, E.H. Taylor Rye is a really good sipping one. And then, of course, you can't go wrong with the Pappy mm-hmm. Van Winkle. But if you can't oh, find I'm, it, yeah, but you can yeah, never yeah, find it, yeah. Weller. Oh, Weller. Okay. Weller is a phenomenal. Weller, I've seen. Pa- yes. Yeah, the Pappy. I've well, heard. I haven't had it. Yeah, it's I've heard of it. Yeah. It's truly everything. <laughs> yeah. We may, we may have to uh, go on a tour in Kentucky. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, it's still be a hard time finding that too. The it's podcast incredibly. In Kentucky. Yeah. So yeah, we've had a, a local distillery on, so we won't. Yeah, yeah we, won't, <laughs> we won't make state bourbon. So if you don't mind me asking, it's a personal question. How long have you been married? I've been married for almost 10 years. 10 years? He's gone that long? Wow. Yes. That man <laughs> Like I said, discipline. I keep him in very good bourbon. There you go. Oh, there you go. Secret, secret, secret to a good, happy marriage apparently <laughs> is good bourbon. Good bourbon. Right. Well, this, first. <laughs> this may be the first time in our podcast we got the brown liquor out of the way first. Well, we've done politics. Yes, so let's talk some politics. it's also super encouraging yeah. uh, from myself to meet another yes. woman who understands bourbon. <laughs> yes. Yay! So tell us what brings you here, your politics. My politics, yes. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a proud Republican and have been yes. since yeah. I met the two-week cutoff to actually vote in my very first election in 2004. 2004, wow. wow. Congratulations. So, I wow. voted I for the first time in the 04 election. The 04 election. I, I made the cutoff by two weeks from my birthday, so wow. I registered wow. on my birthday. Oh, I voted wow. in 04. Yes. Actually, this is a, <laughs> my daughter's 19. This is her first election. Wow. So uh, we're big, very excited. I've taken her. First. Well, mm-hmm. I've taken her ever since she was born to every election. My son has come with me as well. Really? My yeah. four-year-old. Yes. Yeah, I have an eight-year-old. Done that with him. Mm-hmm. Every single election I take her. I've taken her. So now she's like, she got to the point where she's excited. So now she's on her own. So wow. a little scary. Mm-hmm. That's big, but she understands yeah. the importance she and does. the heavy of the election. Yeah, so yeah. She's, her, she's going to perform her civic duty and she understands. Fantastic. Yes, yes. Because yeah. it, it is part of your you know, right as an American to vote, but it is your civic duty to do so. It really it's is. It's absolutely irresponsible. Of course, I do, do get so. a lot of, Dad, stop talking politics. You know, but, you know, that's and we, now you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what I'd like to do is talk about your business. Okay. Let's help. Let's let's. You guys, you just told us earlier your segue. You're moving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do something different. So I'm I'm a chef by mm-hmm. trade. I own a catering company, Southern Grace Catering, and we specialize in bougie Southern. So Ooh. fancy Southern yeah. kind of. You know, we do greens, but we also do them with a you know a crispy pork ganache over a spoon. So it's it's it presenting beautiful. Um, it presents beautifully. We put bourbon yeah. in just about everything. <coughs> I can cram it into. To be honest, uh. I cannot make a pecan pie without adding bourbon. Of yeah. course, I don't know how you do it without it. <laughs> I'm not sure. And so we are switching over, and we're going to do more private chef stuff. So yeah. think, you know, the older generations, our past generations, have done um, dinner parties and yeah. had house guests and things like that. 
well, why not do that but not have any of the worry about cleaning it up after? You get to just enjoy your guest. Right. Gotcha. I make it look like the little mice from Cinderella came in and cleaned your whole kitchen and I leave and you get all the credit. So you prepare it, like... bring it in, set it up? Uh, I can actually prepare it on site. On site. So it's chef and show. Chef so and show. Full, nice. Full okay. fit. Talk about nice. the food, the ingredients, okay. the seasoning, why we do what we do. Yeah. Right. Um, always answering questions from guests of, oh, why did you use that? Yeah. Or what kind of bourbon are you using? Or why did you pick that? Oh, the honey right. finish or the oak finish yeah. or whatever wow, it is. Has so, got to do great for referrals. Well, you know, and as a bourbon connoisseur myself, yeah. you know, you can always put in your marketing. You know, alcohol kills Corona, so use <laughs> bourbon in everything. Well, it, and it's one of those two that I can work with the host, and we can either you know pair wines. Yeah. I've worked with one individual. We did a 40th birthday party, and so bless her heart, wife did not cook. It's just one of those things. Yeah. But she yeah. wanted to do a big it deal for happen. the 40th, so she brought me in. We did the whole show of it, and we paired um, different wines with different courses so it worked out very well they got a very intimate feel but it was still very much like being at a nice restaurant mm -hmm. huh. but no there was no worry of check or hustle or bustle yeah. and it was yeah. in the privacy of their home and their guests right. were comfortable and it was wonderful so oh, you said you're amazing. transitioning to this is this because of the COVID is, it is okay. so we're hearing that story a lot yes we're transitioning away from yeah. large-scale events yeah. um, because of the impacts of the coronavirus yeah. Yeah. right right now how other than having to change kind of like how you do business directly with your customer how else is corona or COVID affected your business? Well, I'm definitely working in a mask now, which isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's not fun to cook in a mask for 10 hours, but yeah. it's okay. It's one of those things. It yeah. makes right. the customers feel better. It makes yeah. everyone right. feel safer. Right. Right. Um, so it's it's one of those things for now. So yeah. Sure. Well, that's awesome. So, um, how are you how are you marketing your business? If I might ask, how are you getting so out there? So pretty much just social media, word of yeah. mouth. Um, yeah. I'm keeping it. It sounds a little odd, but I'm keeping it where I keep my hands around it. I yeah. don't want it to blow up into this big thing. I have little kids. I have a two and a four yeah. year old. Yeah. Okay. So they are my priority. They're my number one focus, and so. I can do this around their schedules. Oh, nice. that's so I gonna I want to have a big party. And I don't want to do it myself. I hire you. You come in, cook it at my house, serve it too. Yes. The whole thing. The whole thing. And clean Chef, up. Chef, serve, serve, and go away. And, yeah. Oh, that's Chef, a beautiful show, thing. Chef, and clean up. <laughs> the cleanup is the it, best part. It really yeah. is. And yeah. that's honestly what most of the wives yeah. have come back and said from the private chef events is that. It was great because yeah. they were able to finish their beverages and their after-dinner brandy or whatever it was in the sense I'm referring yeah. to. They did. We, we paired it with after-dinner brandy with uh, a bunt cake, oh. and it was it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they were able to sit in the living room yeah. and continue yeah. to socialize with their guests. Yeah. And then by the time she walked back in, I was standing there in my chef coat, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gone. Bye." And she's like looking around. Her kitchen was spotless oh. because oh, we're very amazing. cognizant of that while we cook. Yeah. And I had a. I actually had an, a, a helper there with me, so uh -huh. there was two of us, so there was right. always somebody yeah, that could yeah. see cleaning okay. up, bussing, carefully, right, right. putting things away. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. And, and, yeah. and sometimes, you know, as a busy professional myself, you know, sometimes we just, we don't feel like cooking, you know, no. especially if we're yeah. working 10, 12 hour days. So do you do that as well? Like, do you do meal prep and like cooking for people, you know, if they wanted you to come in and cook in their house for, let's say, a couple days? I could do some version of that, yeah. basically. I, I was doing meal prep before, um, but it just, with, with the COVID and yeah, all just, of this, with delivery and with kids, it became too much. But yeah. if the professional were to say, hey, look, I want you to come in mm -hmm. on a Sunday yeah. and prep my meals for the week. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a private chef event, but I'm just spacing out in different dishes and right. Yeah. Okay. I think it's exciting that you you know we all went through COVID 
figuring out what are we going to do, how are we going to change, because everybody's affected. I think yeah. excited that you found this niche, this model, and it sounds amazing. I'm I'm right now not sure if I actually want to have some food or bourbon. So, <laughs> or hey, or we, both. Can, we can do a bourbon yeah. pairing every course. Oh, see, no. <laughs> <laughs> the cater a podcast. Alcohol. I don't have the alcohol, okay. so there's no. Yeah. Corking or markup or any of that. Because so they may bring in something outside of Kentucky, and that just you can't have. I, 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 I will. All of my recommendations will be from the Commonwealth. Yes. <laughs> I'm very biased. I'm oh not even going to And that's, that's totally funny. okay. And that's okay. So, as a business owner, as a woman, as yeah. a mother, um, what are some of the issues that you are highly focused on or that are highly important to you in this upcoming election, whether it's like a local or a state or federal? So I obviously I've got my picks across the yeah. board, um, and I do see the, the, the importance of the federal elections and keeping the number yeah. one spot and yeah. doing all of those things. However, personally, I feel like those down-ballot races, the judges, those are the ones that impact our lives. Oh, yeah. Those are the oh, ones gosh, that yeah. determine Absolutely. my kid's yeah. school stays amazing, that my property yeah. taxes stay affordable, yeah. that <clears throat> I continue to be able to operate my business in the way I choose yeah. to do so. Because yeah. um, those down-ballot races, those are the ones that affect us most. The very local ones are the ones that I pretty much focus on because uh, my husband and I are actually licensed foster parents. Mm. So oh, those Lord. are the God ones. Not out of mustering. So those are the ones we highly focus on. Um, you know, Governor yeah. Kemp and Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. They really made a, put a focus on yeah. legislature yeah. this last year before coronavirus, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they said, you know, we want to push foster care reform in the state of Georgia, and we want to make it a state where it is, is comfortable and you are able and you are safe to be a foster child in the state of Georgia. Yeah. So those are the ones that my husband and I really focus on because right. those are the ones that affect our voice. Yeah. Right, right. And you are a Cobb County resident? You are a Cobb County resident, yes. Okay, so one of the more exciting elections that are coming up are the Cobb Council mm -hmm. elections. So how, how do you feel about that? Are you being mm -hmm. one way? The Cobb Commission? Or yeah, Cobb County Commission? Cobb, yeah, Cobb County yeah. Commissioner. I'm sorry. Cobb County Commissioner. Yes. So my commissioner is Joanne Burrell, so we're, okay. we're, oh, okay. we're that's, that's who we have. Um, we don't have a contested, I don't know about okay. the second. Okay. So um, that is nice to not uh -huh. have to worry about that. Yeah, and then also the chairman. The chairman is kind of getting up. Chairman's yeah. race, yeah. Yep. Um, but those are the elections that I wish we could really focus on, honestly. You know, the federal elections, they get so much hype and they get yeah, so much yeah. publicity. Really and those do. are great. And that's, you know, we should. Yeah. We should yeah. absolutely it's be important. educated on those. Yeah. But you should know your county commissioner's yeah. voting record. You should yeah. know their passions. You should know their heart yeah. better than who's running for president. Because that hmm. person affects so much more of your life. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. the ones that have actually dictated down the provisions for coronavirus. These are the ones, these are the individuals that, these are the ones that made the decisions. You know, the CDC's putting out information and Trump's putting out information and the legislature, you know, they're doing their things with checks and things like that, but they're not actually mandating anything close. That yeah. was the Cobb County Commission. That was the hmm. they were the ones coming down and saying, "We're going to do this to protect our citizens. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that." You know, they voted to put fifty million dollars into the hands of the Cobb Chamber yeah. to directly um, to help small businesses with this that were impacted yeah. by coronavirus. Right, right, right. They were the ones that did this. That right. wasn't the Fed. Yeah. And even things as simple as your millage rate, which yes. has yeah. actually yeah. gone up. Yes. You know, since I've been living in Cobb County, which has only been two and a half years. 
And uh, yeah, so there's lots of, lots of issues. Lots yeah. of issues. Well, that's inspiring because I tend to glom onto the national politics because mm -hmm. it's so, it's it's entertainment for me. It is. But you're right, the local elections are so important because it all starts from the ground up. And it, so. it, federal elections, too, are always at arm's length. You yeah. Can, you know, you can write a check and you can mail it off to D.C. or you can mail it off to whatever headquarters you want. Yeah. These local elections, you can walk into their campaign headquarters yeah. or even into your county's headquarters and be like, put me in contact with this person and you can call and get them on the phone. Yeah. Like, you literally can talk to the candidate and specifically ask questions. I was privileged enough to meet every candidate that was running for the 6th congressional huh. seat. That was a federal election, yeah. but I was still able to talk to every single one of them. Yeah. I actually asked them very specific questions. What are you going to do about this, this, yeah. this? And they answered my questions. Well, and every single citizen has that ability to do that. Yeah. You have to just make the call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every judge candidate in Cobb County has given their personal phone number. Well, thank you oh, for helping fantastic. out the 6th, because we've got to make a change in the 6th. Yes. <laughs> yes. You mean you don't, you don't think that story time... <laughs> Evenings on Facebook is yeah. what's going to get us through coronavirus. I, well, yeah. I don't have to no. no, I mean, I, per, I, I personally prefer to have you know my representative actually live in the. I know I'm tired state. of going to Tennessee to see my representative. <laughs> there is right? that. Yeah. There is that. Yes. Yeah, so. yes. Or have her discuss anything that would actually be affecting the six. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very poignant. There's one issue, and there's there's one point of discussion always, even across social media platforms. And yeah. even the story time is is bowing to that one. Mm. One issue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is, She's scared it, of the, I need, the district. I need, I need She's scared more of my representative. I need yeah. you to actually know about the yeah. the challenges that are yeah. affecting us here. So in email as webinar a, is not going to cut it. Right, yeah. right. But as a voter, though, what would you say would be the one thing that you would urge other voters to vote for Karen Handel over Macbeth? Karen has the experience to do the job, and she has done it. Most of what I hear from six voters on Karen is that it's it's a personable. Oh, we want someone that's personable. Mm -hmm. Have you talked yeah. to her? Have yeah. you have you come out here? Right. Have you yeah. have you met her? Yeah. Because yeah. she's everywhere. Yeah. She's trying. Yeah. She's getting to know the voters. Yeah. She's has the experience to do the job. Yeah. She has kept her taxes low. She's voted numerous times yeah. to protect life, and that's what we need. Right. And you actually might even run into Karen at the grocery store. Literally. <laughs> yeah. She lives in yeah. the sixth district and yeah. has for yeah. years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What a concept. What a concept. Decades. Right. Exactly. I don't want to date her, but yeah, it's, you know. So Right. Kelly, what, uh, going back to your business, what area do you cover here in uh, Metro Atlanta? Met so everything in the Metro. Every okay. So anybody okay. in Metro Atlanta in the Metro. I've also reach gone up to, to the North Georgia Mountains. I've okay. done some oh. amazing mountain houses up yeah. there. Beautiful, beautiful okay. country okay. up there, too. So what is your, okay, say the name, uh, repeat the, the name of your business. Southern and Grace Catering. Southern Grace Catering. SGCaters.com. Okay. We're going to get your information. We're going to put it in our show notes so people can reach out to you and have these wonderful experiences. Yes. Southern Bougie. We can bouge up some Southern food. Yes, absolutely. We cook with real bacon grease. Oh, and there butter. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's bacon grease and butter. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. bourbon. Yeah, oh. yeah. Three B's. Kentucky bacon, bourbon. Bacon. Oh, well. But there is not the winter challenge. Yeah. There's whiskey. That's what next, yeah. And then there's oh, bourbon. Okay. <laughs> bacon, butter, and, and bourbon. bourbon. There right. you go. Why didn't, we name our, why didn't we name our show that? Oh. Um, trademark that real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, make sure you contact yeah. Kelly for all yeah. your catering needs, and so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It was a pleasure. Happy Independence Day. Yes, happy anniversary. <laughs>
We just turned 88 in May. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> and happy 4th of July. Yes. And uh, I was in the Korean War. I was born in 1932. Yeah. Uh, lived through the Roosevelt mm. charade. Yeah. I remember too much about Charade. it, which was very much, uh, it was almost communism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we went into the Second World War, and it got worse. We couldn't buy nothing without a stamp. Yeah. I uh, I was a teenager, and uh, one pair of shoes for a year. Wow. Wow. And wow. cut the toes out where I could wear them for that full year. I was growing so fast. Huh. And uh, 1952, I went into the military. And I was there for two years, served at Fort McPherson, which I was real lucky. Worked in the Third Army Provost Marshal's office, yeah. traveled the Third Army, uh, arresting bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, funny thing about it, when I got out of the Army, I still travel in the same area. <laughs> Did you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, what was, made you travel? What made you keep traveling once you got out of the Army? I'm sorry. What made you keep traveling once you got out of the army? Well, I've always been uh, made. I've always met people. Uh, yeah. Even when I was in high school, I worked at a grocery store and uh, a neighborhood grocery store, and you knew everybody and whatever. And I was known for, to be honest with you, my personality. I've always been outgoing. I've yeah. never met an enemy until they become an enemy. There you go. And, That's how uh, I look at it. Um, so uh, when I got out, I said I want to follow the sales career and when I went in I happened to be with one of the major oil companies my dad was with them too and when I got out of the military I went back with him back to the oil company and um, so I volunteered to go over to the oil fields in the Gulf area hmm. because back then we owned the oil fields yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I don't know whether you you you, you young y'all don't remember y'all know all this. I'm a, I'm a student of history though, so I, I've cracked a book or two. Okay, but you are <laughs> but, you aware that they took the oil fields away from us? You're vaguely aware of the story that I knew we owned it at one point in time, and they I they owned the land we yeah, did the work. Yeah, and I'm trying to I, I I can't think of how we lost it, but I I know it I read was, the story. It was just like everything else. Yeah. Every time we support a country, yeah, we wind up. Second part Because were we kicked out? Theoretically, yeah, yes. Yeah. Theoretically, we were kicked out. Um, and they took over the oil company. Mm -hmm. So, at the same time, we were producing oil in the United States, and they've become very highly competitive, mm -hmm. and we lost all the our oil and energy in general. Yeah. Closed down. Yeah. Uh, what decade was this around? Charlie, what was this, uh, 70s, 60s, 70s? Yeah, that'd be 50s, 60s, 50s 70s, okay, okay. Um, in that area. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and being a native, I don't know whether where you two were born at, but I was born what's at one time was called the city of Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> wow. So you were born here? Yes. That's awesome. I yeah. went to Brown High School. Okay. And, um, but... Atlanta has changed considerably. Oh, God, yeah. At the time I've been here, I've been here since 91. It's changed quite a bit since 91. Well, I was born in Atlanta, and yeah. it used to be called Robert Long Hospital. Mm. It's now Emory, but oh. uh, mm. Emory Crawford. Mm -hmm. And uh, I 
I could go down Peachtree Street by myself walking in those years, but this year you better have a damn tummy gun to <laughs> walk down there by yourself. But. Uh, I don't know if Dr. C knows what a Tommy gun is. I actually do. Okay. I do. I am, all, in addition to uh, liking to drink bourbon, I also happen to have a penchant for a mob movie. There you so go. I, there you I go. I know what a Tommy gun is. Well, I actually, do either one of you know about the time that Columbus, Georgia, become uh, controlled by the government? I do not. No. 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 no, I don't. We'd love to hear yeah. about it, though. Well, 1953. Um, wait a minute, I'm trying to think of the town across the river name uh, in Alabama. Um, anyway, they had so much uh, crime in that general area. Uh, Alabama State uh, Attorney General got reelected mm -hmm. and uh, he said, I'm going to clean that area up. Mm -hmm. He cleaned it up okay, they killed him. Huh. Wow, <laughs> wow. So Eisenhower, I think it was Eisenhower now, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It may have been uh, the governor of Alabama and the governor of yeah. uh, Georgia, but anyway, it was uh, made martial law down there. I didn't know that. Wow. And uh, I was in the military at the time, stationed at Fort Mac, and I was one of them they sent down there. Huh. And wow. I walked the streets with mm -hmm. a 45 on my side. But wow. The, Paratrooper on each side with a Tommy gun. Wow. <laughs> okay. And our orders were shoot, then ask questions. <coughs> right, right. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of people are kind of, you know, especially with the lockdown and the curfews, a lot of people have been kind of whispering about, you know, martial law, and some people have said, you know, the curfew is analogous to martial yeah. law. Now, what would, I mean, given the fact that, you know, you've already lived that experience once, what would you say are, do you think our chances are of ever having to undergo that again? I would, I would back President Trump in committing martial law and every one of the states is refusing to do what mm -hmm. the they laws of the United States require for them to do. Well, even their own They're municipalities. Making, I'm sorry? Even their own municipalities are not following that, their that's own right. laws. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm -hmm. I think that each governor and uh, mayor should be arrested for treason. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff should be arrested for treason because yeah. they committed treason. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple of generals that's gone against Trump. Yep, we have. Yep. Eisenhower, um, excuse me, MacArthur went against uh, Truman. Truman fired him. <coughs> that's right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Truman had a right to fire him. Yeah. Even though MacArthur was right, I, I personally think MacArthur was right. Yeah. Because he wanted to go on in and take and whip China and get it over with. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, General Patton was right. Yeah, he wanted to go into Russia. He was ready. That's exactly yeah. right. I think he was right. We should have gone in. Yep. If Truman had left those two alone, yep. we wouldn't be having the trouble we're having now. Two major missed opportunities in the annals of history, That's right? That's exactly there. right. Yeah. yeah. Two major. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Very major. Yeah. And I, uh, Truman, today's time, would be a Republican. He would. Yeah. Yeah. He Just would. like John Kennedy. Today's yeah. time, he would be. Yeah. There is no question in my mind that that was political killing. Yeah. That was well, not even uh, Mill Zeller, if he were still alive, he'd be considered. Or, Who, who's this? Who's, uh, who's the governor? Maybe I'm missing the name. Our, our former governor of Georgia, Zeller. 
Um, Gerald Miller? Zell Miller, thank you, thank you. He would be considered a Republican today because he was he, he, he was a moderate was, Democrat. Yeah, he, he yeah. definitely would be yeah. a, a Republican. Yeah. So. Um, I was born and reared a Republican. I mean, a, a Baptist. Um, I was a Baptist too, yeah. but um, a Democrat. Really? If you lived in Georgia, in my day of growing up, you were a Democrat. Yeah. There wasn't no oh. way out of it, you were a Democrat. Yeah. Okay. And um, my last... Uh, Democrat that I voted for was John Kennedy. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. And uh, Kennedy, in my opinion, if he had lived, he he was trying to do the same thing Trump was trying to do. Yeah. The difference is. So. He, hmm. What about um, Johnson? You didn't vote for uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. You didn't vote for him. LBJ. I didn't vote for him for dog catcher. Good for you. <laughs> I I I. I I, you know, like I said, I'm a student of history, and what I've read of LBJ, I think he's one of the most vile pieces of excrement we've ever had in the office of the presidency. Um, one of the things that was actually published, and I'm going to say something I'm not supposed to say, yeah. but Careful he now. made a because <laughs> I never know where you're going. He made a statement, and, and I forgot what it was at the particular time, but he made a statement instead of saying Afro-American, yeah, he used yeah, the N-word, yeah. and we will control them the rest of our lives. Yeah, for lives. Two, he said for 200, we'll keep them voting Democrat for 200 years. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, and we're uh, not even 100 years in yet. Most, let me say something a minute if yeah. I may. Sure. I, I get fed up with this Afro-American thing. Yeah. I tell every one of them that I see, were you born in the United States? Yeah. Yeah? Well, then how in the hell can you say you're Afro-American? Yeah, yeah. Now, if you were born in Africa, yeah. 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 You're Afro-American. But yeah. if you were born here, mm -hmm. there ain't but one way. Mm -hmm. Any way you want to look at American. it, you are, a, well, I don't like the word American because that covers the whole continent. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I've never heard that before. That. So what do you what do you like the word? What word? United States United of America States, or either USA. There you go. I never look at it that way, Charlie. That's a great way to look yeah. at it. Because you're right. America's continent. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly she's American. Right. She's from exactly. Canada. <laughs> I'm a dual citizen. I'm a dual citizen. I chose and I chose to immigrate here. But she does not say I'm a, a Canadian American, American Canadian. No, no. I actually I actually I'm I'm proud to live and be a United States citizen. Mm -hmm. Well, you know the funny thing about it, I don't go around advertising it. Uh, if the truth was known about it and I got it checked, I would be about twenty five percent. Cherokee Indian. Yeah. Oh, so you are more uh, Native American <laughs> than uh, Elizabeth Warren. And, yeah. Fantastic. You know, uh, <laughs> I just don't go around like some other people I know of. It. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, right, right. Exactly. right. That would be Elizabeth Warren, yeah. I believe, is what Charlie's yeah. referring to. Yeah. Uh, genetically was found to only Point. be one, two thousand and twenty. There were a lot of zeros between what she was found to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, my my dad's great grandmother. I think I'm. I think I'm right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, with full blooded Cherokee. Mm. Wow. Now, on my mother's side, which it, my mother never would admit, she's only English Irish as far as she was concerned, but uh, I was told by the oldest member of her family that they did have quite a bit of Indian in it, and mm. the particular one I'm talking about looked so Indian she could have hid in a Jewish synagogue without even anybody <laughs> forcing it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, <laughs>
Uh, well, that's my, that must be where you get your beautiful high cheekbones from. I actually just did a genealogy search of my family, and I had no idea up until probably three months ago that uh, my uh, ancestors came here in 1660 and actually fought in the Revolutionary War. I had no idea up until very recently. Well, yeah. I, and I, I'm proud of it for yeah. that, and I've never checked mine back that far. Yeah. Um, my dad used to say, I asked him, I don't know much about my dad's family. But uh, he used to say, well, I don't know anybody to know about it. I might be related to Jesse James. That's right. That's right. You, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, Charlie, as a veteran, as a lifelong Georgian, what are the particular issues that you're looking for in this year's election as far as, like, candidates or, you know, what, what's, what's really, really pushing you to vote Republican this time around, aside from just, you know, being well, a common-sense conservative. <laughs> you can't go any different from what he's actually done. That's the economy. Yeah. Uh, I think that the military should... Look, we're the leader of the world. Mm -hmm. The leader of the world's got to have the greatest military there is. Yeah. We have to be the leader. we got to be strong enough to, to support being the leader. Yeah. And I am for him totally on that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that... Uh, uh, I know that he raised our debt by doing it, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, that part of the debt was needed very bad, yeah. very mm -hmm. bad. And uh, I agree with that. I'm glad that he's enlarging the Navy, he's enlarging the Marines, mm -hmm. he's enlarging the Army, mm -hmm. uh, every branch of the service in so many words. Now we got the new... Space Force. That's, That's right. right. The Space That's right. Which and, they mocked uh, them for that, and now they're not laughing so much anymore. No, no. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's something, whether you like it or not, mm -hmm. that's in the future. It, oh, absolutely. It is. It is. It's a necessity. And, uh, it's, and might as well get but, in front of it, then be behind it. The thing, the thing about it, some people my age don't buy that because... Well, I keep busy. Yeah. Uh, my doctors, and I got too many of them, <laughs> my doctors say that the reason I'm at the age I am as healthy as I am is because I stay busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, most people my age just sit down and said, okay, I've done my part, and mm -hmm. that's it. Right. Gotcha. Now, you want to hear my, some of my other theories? Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. I think if you are a member of the United States of America, one of your duties is to vote. Yep. One of your duties is to obey the laws. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in anything that the very few things that the Russians do, but I will say one thing. What? They got the right thing. If you live in Russia, you're going to speak Russian. Yeah. And that's you're going to obey by the laws. It's true. Same thing with uh, Australia. Yeah. And I agree with it totally. We do not need to have the loose. <coughs> uh, Letting people run loose in the way that we have, and people coming across our borders. It's culture. Well, uh, you know, in in America, it used to be when immigrants came to our country, they would assimilate. That word has been lost and forgotten. My wife's family uh, immigrated here from Austria. They they um, escaped the Nazis, they escaped Hitler's Germany and came to America and they assimilated. And it was very important to their family to assimilate. So you just don't see that anymore and I think that's been breaking down the fabric of our culture bit by bit by bit. There's so I two, agree. There's two things that I would like for some of these dang liberals that we've got. Yeah. We call them leftists by the way. 
Yeah, because they're leftists. Well, you can call them leftists. I'm going to call them leftists. Okay, I'll okay. let you. <laughs> uh, these dang levels, what, what they need to do is go down and live in Venezuela for about yeah. six months. Yeah, mm. I agree. Uh, I can name 100%. Other places also. Yeah. And, and the other thing, they need to pull police force for about two weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And find out what these policemen have to live yep. with. Yep. Yep. They never know what they're going to come up to when they go to a door. Yeah. They don't know whether they're going to get somebody shooting through the door at them. That's right. Yeah. If they pull the car over the side, they don't know what they're going to do. Let them walk in their to. shoes. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. And if you don't break the law, yeah. they have no reason to stop you. Yeah. <clears throat> if you don't run from them, they're not going to shoot at you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't tell me that. I don't want to get into that. Don't tell <laughs> well, me. you know, speaking of Venezuela, you know if they went down there for two weeks, they wouldn't last two days. No. They wouldn't last two <laughs> days. Yeah. The people of the United States are so, so spoiled. They, we are. Spoiled. Soft we are. They ate all their pets down in Venezuela. If and, they, if they you know, had to live the way I did when I, and number one, yeah. if we had a Second World War, equivalent to a Second World War, yeah. we had in 1941, this country, until Trump went into office, would have lost the damn war in six weeks. Yeah. Most, most likely. I mean, yeah. I mean, Obama was horrific, horrific on, for the military. But, for two reasons. Yeah. Uh, number one, one of the reasons that I say that is before uh, Gerald Ford become president, yeah. which he was never elected. Yeah. He was appointed. Nope, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he killed the draft. Before that time, we always had a ready army. Mm-hmm. Now, they only served two years in general. Yeah, yeah. But they was on another, I forgot what I was, I think it was five years of uh, inactive. Yeah, reserves. Yeah, inactive service. And uh, we should be the same way now. Yeah. We're wearing the, our military out. We are, mm-hmm. we are. We're wearing them out completely. So Charlie, some people look at Israel and they have a you know mandatory army military requirement. I'm sorry. Israel. Israel has a mandatory military requirement for That's their citizens. That's what citizens. I want. That's yeah. what I want. It would change. And if a girl thing. wants to be part of it, fine. Mm-hmm. I know more girl. I know some girls, and even I serve so. I'd rather have them beside me than some of the guys that were. <laughs> I believe you. I, I, I don't mean that sexual one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's some badass women out there. There are, there yeah. are. Uh, one of the biggest badass pilots there is is a female. Yeah. Fighter pilot. Yeah, that's true. Back there's that's about true. five of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I hope I didn't miscount that because uh, there may be more and I don't know about it. There might be more, but definitely, you know, they need to be held up as, you know, shining examples of what, you know, women can do. And men, it's okay if men and women have different roles yeah. and different, you know, different uh, skill sets. I, I, I don't okay. think that women should be serving in the Navy in a submarine. That's, that's the only thing that I have. The mm-hmm. quarters is just too close. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, they I don't are. think that, I don't, I don't buy that one. Well, there's no outlet, and people. And, and they're and, under yeah. what? They're under the ice yeah. and whatever for months at a time. Yeah, they are. Yes. For months and yes. months. Yeah. People don't realize how grueling that is, and the dedication those men who go into submarine for those months on end, what that really yeah. takes. Well, then you stop and think that we had astronauts who yeah. spent time up in space yeah. for months, mm-hmm. men and women yeah. together, uh, which I guess everything was okay. And, 
in my case, that would be hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, Charlie, I'm going to ask you a frivolous question. So, you fought in the Korean War, and thank you so much for your service. Uh, is there a movie that you've ever seen that encapsulates what you experienced in the Korean War? A movie that actually got it right that you can recall? Because, you know, most movies. Well, it had to be a John Wayne movie, <laughs> movie, probably, because he was a very much a patriot. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, John Wayne was, in one sense of the word, my hero. Yeah. Because um, I think Patton did a great job. Well, Pat, Patton, there, Patton, for instance, that was a hell of a movie. Yeah, it was. I just it, watched and, it a few months and ago. And it was pretty close to being right. Yeah, uh, I think Saving Private Ryan did a great also, job. And also, I might mention, the two movies that... Um, Clint Eastwood made Evil Jima and oh, yeah. um, that was a good one. one. I can't remember the name. Oh, Five Something to Yuma. Uh, that was that? Was that? One of them was the, uh, the Japanese side, yeah. and the other one was our side. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Now that's two movies that was very good. Uh, and the Korean War and the Second World War was very close. Yeah. Uh, and they were. You pretty well got the same identification. Yeah. The only thing difference in the uh, Korean War, uh, really different. We did have some more uh, developed uh, fighting equipment. Yeah, uh, yeah. The jet age come in at that time. Well, then they also the the terrain was different. Oh hell, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I actually I served under General Truman. Okay. You probably don't know who I'm, I'm talking about. I'm trying to think of that. The name's familiar, so I'm trying to, my brain is well, circling. Well, he was President Kruger's nephew. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, okay. And he idolized General Patton. Yeah. And he also wore two pistols. Huh. Yeah. Have you seen the Patton movie? I have not. You've it's, got to see it's that It's on movie. my list. It is on my list. a phenomenal movie. It, it's very good. Yeah. Trey Patton, and, and the thing about it is, Patton was a patriot, and he, he and the reason he was such a good general, he was a historian. Yeah. And he he was he looked at the wars that previous uh, leaders mm -hmm. uh, had committed and and studied their faults. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And consequently, you couldn't whip him. Right. Yeah. He was he was probably the best general we had. Yeah. He was Even very though he was, here's the funny thing about it, General Patton lost. I, I, I forgot how many stars he did lose. He, he yeah. went up and down. Yeah, yeah, he did. He well, did. so did General Truman. <laughs> did he really? Really? That surprises wow. me. That surprises and me. And he retired in, in, uh, in Fort McPherson here yeah. in Atlanta. He retired as a three-star general. Wow. And, uh, yeah, because Patton was like so non-political correct, and he yeah. just said it like, and then he did what he, he wanted. He just to said do. what he thought. He did. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and it did cost him. Thought. Yeah. Right. Uh, and. Uh, you know, people been criticized because uh, Trump wasn't in the Vietnam War. Yeah. Well, back then, flat feet, you couldn't get in the military. That's, yeah. And That's he has true. flat feet. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of, like, you know, younger, younger men and women, um, well, I guess Trump as a younger man, but fast forward to today so if there was something you could impart upon the younger generations like what would you say we you know people who are 35 and younger what do we need to do like what are the things that you would pass on to them or us so we can help fix how many things you got <laughs> well, maybe, maybe give me like your top three your top yeah, three yeah. things top three things all right i'll sum it up in one thing okay they need to go to the library and rent 
a book of the history of the United States mm -hmm. printed prior to the Vietnam War. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what that's saying? Those who don't know their history are doomed, are doomed to, repeat to repeat it. And there's so many but I think, that do not but know. But I think what Charlie just history. said though is very, very profound. Yeah. Printed before the Vietnam War. Yes. Before it might have been changed or censored. Yeah. Only thing is said about the history prior to that is maybe a paragraph or a page yeah. of that particular area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, when I took history, I have a very good history teacher. I mean, he was excellent. His name was Mr. Lund. I'll never forget him. But we started, well, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask that to young people. <laughs> I really do. Okay, lay it on me. Where did Columbus come from? He was Portuguese. He was what? Portuguese. Where was he from? Who is it? Where's who come from? Columbus. Columbus? He was, he was Portuguese. Uh, yeah, I want to say Italy. I guess I'm ignorant because I where uh, Italy. You are right. Yeah, yeah. Portuguese. Uh, Wait a minute. Could you say that again? I'm right <laughs> over her because <laughs> that doesn't happen very often on our podcast. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. All right. How many ships did you start with? He started with three. No, he didn't. No. Sorry, no? No, he didn't. No. Okay. No, okay. How many started, did he, he started with five and lost two on the ship, on the oh. cruise. Oh, See, okay, so he only yeah. landed with three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I did not know Where that. Where did he land? Oh, Lord. Oh, it I was think north. I just it quiet. wasn't Plymouth Rock. It was, <laughs> it was farther north. It wasn't Plymouth well, Rock. Well, it wasn't either. Yeah. It was south. Was it? Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of Hudson. Huh? Uh, the Hudson. I forget uh, that Captain Hudson who was uh, out to discover right, Canada. Stop and, stop and think a minute. Why does everything below the United States speak Spanish? Because the Spaniards colonized. The Spaniards were like the British were colonizing. The British, the Spaniards, um, right, who back the Columbus? Netherlands. Who backed Columbus? Columbus was backed by oh. the king and queen of Spain. Yeah, it was yeah okay. He was back yeah. for Spain. Yeah, because a lot because the Spaniards were huge travelers and um, colonized that's, a lot that's of areas. Exactly yeah. right. and, yeah. they, and that's the reason they were the ones that yeah. they uh, settled in below the United States. Yeah. And England settled in, uh, kind of in the middle, actually, because the yeah, uh, yeah. New York was um, the Netherlands. Because that was the yeah, new Netherlands yeah. colony. But anyway, I'm, what I'm trying to say, the English-speaking people yeah. in general mm -hmm. was the one that's settled in the, what we call the United States now and Canada. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, well, actually, in Canada, went back and forth <coughs> between the French and the English 14 yeah. times before yeah. finally the English. That's right, the French were also big. So yeah. uh, that's, that's the reason I asked. Now, when I, when I studied history, that's where I started. Yeah. Right there. And I come forward. Mm -hmm. I studied the Ever War. This guy, that we was great. He knew, he was a historian. He knew history. He taught history. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we uh, actually, we went through just about every battle of the uh, uh, Civil War. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, in the Second World War, we had maps like these maps yeah. right here up on the wall, and we followed our troops. Yeah. Every day yeah. we followed. Yeah. And every morning, we said the prayer, Lord's Prayer, and furthermore, there might be a verse read out of the Bible, and we salute the flag. Mm -hmm. Now, there yeah. ain't a damn thing wrong with that. Not at all. And 
we need to get back to it. Yeah, we do. We need to get back to that cult, our culture. Mm -hmm. That's right. Lost this co this country was built on uh, Christianity. Yeah. Judeo-Christian yep. values. Yep. Even Canada was too. Even, oh, yeah. even, oh, even though they're a little on the left field right yeah. now. <laughs> well, you know, I I apologize wholeheartedly for Justin Trudeau on a regular basis. I am you know so sorry. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Well, yes, now I she's do. here, so we got her. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your y'all's problem now. <laughs> so, yeah. But do you know what I found out uh, um, partnering with Dr. C in this podcast? Canadians love American politics. We do. Yeah, well, I know they love it. Yeah. Well, so does the English. Yeah, that's true. I have a friend in England. We talk about it all the well, time. Well, I talk on the, with the computer with some people in uh, at um, uh, 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 I'll get it out in a minute. Corrine, <laughs> uh, Rain, uh, all the damn Russian country that uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I talk to some people over there, and they <clears throat> love our oh, politics. Yeah. And most of them over there, uh, they love Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. Oh, Media won't let you know that here. Media yeah. tells no, different here. No, yeah. I mean, Trump's last global tour yeah. was wildly yeah. successful. Now, to go to the point of how long have I been a backer of Trump before he come out as president, I kept saying, damn it, come out. Come uh -huh. out. Really? Because you're the kind of guy we need. Good for you. And uh, I, I, I was, when they opened the office up here, yeah. Uh, the first one, I was one of the first people there to volunteer because uh, I thought that Trump was a person that we needed, and I and I still think, you know, there's uh, I don't know how many people you listen to uh, of the high religion, and a number of high religion people have said God put him here for, to do exactly what he's doing, and mm -hmm. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the fact that he's at, you know, Frank and Billy Graham, you know, I think yeah. that, I think my, that, my that opinion, says a lot. He's the right man for the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in my, my opinion, I believe he'll go down in history as probably the best president we've had. <clears throat> I think once and we I'm get... I'm a big backer of Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, once we get to those people that revise history, you're right. But there's going to be so many people that are going to try to write the wrong history just to vilify Trump. But once we get through that, when history reflects back long after, I think you're right. Because of what he's done and what he's doing for this country. Most definitely. I just wish some of these young... And i got two grandchildren. Yeah. Particularly one of them's wife. Uh, I wish that they could live two years of my... My younger life. Yeah. Uh, they would appreciate this United States. Yeah. Oh no, as a and as an immigrant, I tell people all the time, I would never want to move back to Canada. Yeah. I'm I'm super proud of you know right. live in the United States. How long is it going to be before you become a a legal member? A le oh, I, I, I'm a dual citizen. Yeah. Actually, I I am I'm a dual. I was an American born abroad, just like John McCain, except I was born in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I am proud to be a United States citizen and I am proud to live here as well. And I tell my family yeah. that every day. You know, you're not the first person that I've, and not from Canada I'm speaking of, I'm talking from other yeah. countries mm -hmm. that has said to me, because I wear this hat everywhere I go. Fantastic. And anybody who wants to try to take it over, he's got another problem. <laughs> you we go, have a card-carrying member of the NRA with us. It's amazing. <laughs> Hashtag 2A, people. Hashtag 2A. <laughs>
That's amazing. Charlie, thank, thank you so you much so for, much for talking on. to us. I've absolutely really delight. enjoyed it yeah. so much. So much. And, you know, more people like yourself need to speak out because, you know, you're your knowledge and you know your past experiences are so yeah. are so valuable and I'll tell you um, the there is a young young very young generation out there that is growing up conservative I'm seeing it on the internet I recently discovered it and it's amazing to see there are kids out there that You're are exactly out right. and out conservative yeah. and you know what they're fighting back they're You're, fighting and those you know leftists. may I continue a little bit yeah sure, sure. Uh, you know there's one that I listen to quite often it happens to be she's I hate saying Afro-American, but yeah. uh, anyway, she is, and that's Kendra Owens. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That yeah. She's amazing. Oh, she, we love Candace Owens. And, and, she's uh, bad. Tom, and Tommy... Uh, Tommy Laren? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tommy Laren's kind of getting like a little... Um, <coughs> She she has some interesting views on abortion. I don't yeah. quite line up with her well, on some some, of those. Well, sometimes but. she gets a little bit, yeah. like yeah. you say it. Yeah. But, in general, she's right on board. Uh -huh. Oh, there's, and, uh, there's a lot of black voices out there that are solidly conservative. She's the one that's from South Dakota, right? I believe so. Tommy Laren's white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah she's from South Dakota. And then there's a there's another uh, commentator, uh, and he's Afro-American. God knows. He's as bad as Candace Owens. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I... Uh, Is it Harris and, Jr.? Something Harris Jr.? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch uh, YouTube I a good bit. Robert and Harris I turn Jr.? To him. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Harris Jr.'s you, the last You know who yeah. I'm talking yeah, about. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's There's good. a number of them on YouTube yeah. that yeah. comes out and everything. And I don't know whether you ever heard uh, our local. Uh, uh, you're in for president. I can't think of his name right yeah. now. Okay. Anyway, uh, he's he's just as strong as not stronger. Uh, oh, Herman Cain? No, uh, he's not young, but... Who's that? Herm, uh, local who ran for president. Herman Cain? No. Yeah, well, he's not young. Yeah, he, he did run for president, though. Who? Herman, Herman Cain. Cain. I mean, he's Herman not Cain's young. Herman Cain's who I'm talking about. Oh, okay, all right. Herman Cain's who I'm talking about. The other guy is David Harris Jr. David yeah. Harris Jr. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure. Herman he's... Cain, I would vote for him in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, no, I like I, Herman I was, Cain. I was really disappointed in that his, you know, his, uh, his, his platform didn't get a lot more pull. Well, let me put it this way. Have you ever noticed that when somebody that's strong comes out, the first thing the Democrats do they go after women that they think they could. They did that with Herman Cain, yeah. They really do. And, and they're good at that. Yeah. And they went at it with Herman Cain. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as Herman Cain dropped out and said, I'm not putting my family through this. Yeah. Right. And as soon as he dropped out, the women went away. Yeah. yeah. You didn't hear yeah. another word about it. Well, actually, Ian and I were talking the other day about how, you know, we're due for a really good sex scandal. But you know what? Yeah. Instead of denying it, if it happened, just, okay, it happened. Yeah. Like, well, now what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I knew, let's go back to, uh, to our President Trump. Donald Trump, I've known about him oh, yeah. for years. Yeah. yeah. Let's face it, the man was rich as all get out. Yeah. He had... He was a New he York had playboy. damn good-looking automobiles. Yeah. He was good-looking himself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He had everything going from him, yeah. and every model in the gold yeah. United States yeah. was accurate. Yeah. Yeah. More power, yeah. More, and, and more power to him. Yeah. It's good work I if you can get good, it. I said, 
More power to you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. No, and I mean, those women were under no illusions as to what they were getting yeah. themselves into. So, so you, you agree with me, then? Oh, oh, totally. Totally. No, no, it's, yeah. two, it's a two-way street. You know, if you're a woman and you want to protect your virtue and, you know, you want to be prim and proper, then you have to be very careful about the company you keep. There you go. <laughs> but you know, each wife he's had mm -hmm. has never said anything bad about him. No, he no, hasn't. No, not at all. And on top of that, the one he got in trouble, he married. Yeah. Yep. That's right. He did. He and did. I knew her before he did. <gasps> really? Okay. Wow. What was she like? Which one are we talking about? Marla Maples? Yeah. Oh. Uh -huh. Wow. She was a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I was in sales. Yeah. And I went to a lot of sales <coughs> conventions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was at a several, oh. uh, number of them. Wow. And, um, uh, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> well, Charlie, <laughs> well, leave it that, well, Charlie, we might have to have you back and uh, yeah. have you on for a special uh, historical episode. But she, you know, she was here, Stephanie was here uh, with her half-sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I have a picture taken with each one of them individually. And oh, wow. I leaned over to Tiffany and I said, guess what? I said, I knew you were a mother before you did. <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Wow. She looked at me and I said, way before you knew her. <laughs> wow, wow. Wow. That wow. is amazing. So. Yes. Well, thank <laughs> we got you. a whole other podcast here. Yeah, we do. We'll have to get we you do. back on. We'll talk yes. about Marla Maples. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. Again, thank you so much, Charlie. You've you've really made this podcast fantastic, awesome. and we really appreciate it. Well, thank yeah, you and for again, thank, thank, you. thank you for your service again. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was thank an honor. Thank you so much. And thank you for your service. Yeah. Happy Independence Day. <laughs> Well, here we are still at the Cobb DOP headquarters event so, for yes. this 4th of July mm -hmm. weekend. Yep. Happy In 4th of July. Happy Independence yeah. Day. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We had some wonderful interviews. We hope you yep. enjoyed. We got a couple of those we'll tell you more about later. We'll put them in a stand-up. Yes. But, we're, uh, su we're super excited. And yeah. we, so we had Karen Handel, who is the um, candidate for the Congressional 6th District yep. here in Georgia. Our district. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. We had um, Chase Singer from Congress Loudermill. Uh, yep. Congressman Loudermilk's office, and Congressman Loudermilk is representing Georgia's 11th district. Yep. And uh, then we also had Rose Wing, Rose Wing, Rose Wing for state, mm -hmm. and we also had Jason Shepard from the Cobb uh, JOP. Yep. And uh, also we wrapped up with Mr. Charlie, what was Charlie's last name? Charlie Williams. Yeah. So thank you to all our, and also, oh, don't forget, we uh, Kelly Cash. Kelly Cash. Kelly Cash with her catering company. Yeah. And uh, her wedding vows, uh, you know, forsaking, <laughs> forsaking all other bourbons, but those from Kentucky. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed watching as much as we did yes. do the interviews. And look for Charlie's interview as a standalone one. We'll post that separate. So look for that one. It was just an amazing, yes. an amazing. It was amazing. Interview. And thank you all for joining us yeah. for these special issues. Right. And uh, yeah, make sure you like, listen, and share on all our social media platforms. So find us on TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. And um, yeah, also all of them at the PBL at the podcast. P yeah, at the PBL podcast. And remember, we are also on YouTube and most recently TikTok. All right, politics and brown liquor. Thanks, guys. Bye.